the fourth day of the week. When the Advocate comes, whom will I send to you from the Father? The Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. John 15, verse 26. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. Romans 8, verse 26. The Holy Spirit is present and active among us. The ascension of Jesus was not a loss, as if what he had done among us ceased. Rather, it was a gain. For in the man from Nazareth, the power of God was made known for a few short years across a limited territory. But now, by the work of the Holy Spirit, that power is let loose across the whole world for all time. Someone has accomplished that for most Christians. The Holy Spirit is simply a kind of vague blur. What is your understanding of the Spirit? What works of the Spirit can you identify in your own life and in the lives of Christians across the centuries and around the world or in your own community? Opening Prayer Come, Holy Spirit. You are the sacred breath through which we have life You are the blessed wind, one divine driving force by which we are refreshed and invigorated. As the mist of morning that obscure the road ahead are dissipated before the sun's brightness, so clear away our confusion and dispel all false notions and evil intentions. Then empower me and all who seek your strength to do your will. Blessed are you together with the Father and the Son, one God, in every age and beyond all time. Amen. Psalm 89, verses 11 through 17. The heavens are yours, and also the earth. The earth and its fullness you founded. North and south you created. Tabor and Hermon shout for joy at your name. Mighty is your arm, strong is your hand. Your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving devotion and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are those who know the joyful sound, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your presence. They rejoice in your name all day long, and in your righteousness they exult, for you are the glory of their strength, and by your favor our horn is exalted. From the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 7, verses 1 through 15. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim that there is word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter by these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. Do not trust in deceptive words, saying, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds... If you truly practice justice between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the alien, the orphan, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, nor walk after other gods to your own ruin, then I will let you dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you are trusting in deceptive words to no avail. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and offer sacrifices to Baal, and walk after other gods that you have not known? Then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered, that you may do all these abominations. 
Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your sight? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, declares the Lord. But go now to my place, which is in Shiloh, where I made my name dwell at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all these things, declares the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear, and I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to the place which I gave you and your fathers as I did to Shiloh. I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brothers, all the offspring of Ephraim. From Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Not to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Is this a blessing then on the the circumcised or on the uncircumcised also? For we say, Faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it credited? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while uncircumcised, so that he might be the father of all who believe without being circumcised, that righteousness might be credited to them, and the father of circumcision to those who know only are of the circumcision, but who also follow in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised. From the Gospel according to John, chapter 7, verses 14 through 36. But when it was now the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. The Jews then were astonished, saying, How has this man become a learned? having never been educated. So Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak for myself. He who speaks for himself seeks his own glory, but he who is seeking the glory of the one who sent him, he is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Did not Moses give you the law, yet none of you carries out the law? Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon. Who seeks to kill you? Jesus answered them, I did one deed, and you all marvel. For this reason Moses had given you circumcision, not because it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And on the Sabbath you circumcise a man. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses will not be broken, are you angry with me because I made an entire man well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. So some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, Is this not the men whom they were seeking to kill? Look, he is speaking publicly, and they are saying nothing to him. The rulers do not really know that this is the Christ, do they? However, we know where this man is from. Whenever the Christ may come, no one knows where he is from. Then Jesus cried out of the temple, teaching and saying, 
You both know me, and you know where I am from, and I have not come of myself, but he who sent me is true. Whom do you not know? I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to seize him, and no man laid his hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. But many of the crowd believed in him, and they were saying, When the Christ comes, he will not perform more signs than those which this man has, will he? The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him, and the chief priests and the Pharisees sent officers to seize him. Therefore Jesus said, For a little while longer I am with you. Then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and will not find me, and where I am you cannot come. The Jews then said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? He is not intending to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks, is he? What is this statement that he said? You will seek me and will not find me, and where I am you cannot come. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup. By these gifts, grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation that they may be worthy disciples, remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. A Prayer in the Struggle for Truth by Janet Morley. God, whose name defies definition, but whose will is known in freeing the oppressed, make us to be one with all who cry for justice, that we may speak your praise, may struggle for your truth through Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord's Prayer current ecumenical text. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. 